When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and hit the subscribe button. Like and comment on the episode. Let us know what you think about uh, the chat that we have. If there's a suggestion you have for a guest or a topic, let us know. We're always checking comments on there. Love to get your guys' feedback and then incorporate it into future episodes. Today, I'm going to be chatting with Brian Jellick from Jelly Built. And if you're a Power Stroke fan, you definitely know of him from his 7.3 that competed in DPC years ago. And now it's at 1,400 horsepower. He's going to tell us about it, um, some changes that are going to be happening for 2023. And then I wanted to learn more about 7.3 Power Strokes in general, get some horsepower recipes from him talk about some things people should look for if you either just bought one or you're interested in one like what are three things that you should look to either upgrade or um, eliminate as potential issues on the truck before we get to it though i want to thank one of our sponsors which is kershaw knives our friends over there have a discount code for you if you use code diesel 20 on their website you get 20 percent off site-wide so it's a really good way to save some money holidays are approaching um you know or maybe for yourself you need a, a knife for edc or to throw in a toolbox or uh, around the house or, or at the job site and they got a lot of choices really regardless of what your budget is they've got something for you so make sure and check out kershaw knives on instagram facebook we're gonna have a link down below to their website you just click on over and then use code diesel 20 to save 20 percent. all right let's get to today's episode with brian talking about 73 power strokes his race truck and three things you should look out for if you're interested in buying a 73 power stroke or you just picked one up Brian, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. I know it's been a couple of years since we chatted about 7.3s and, and racing, but I've had a lot of people reach out to me recently and say, hey, get Brian back on the podcast. I want to hear more about his truck. Um, or they have a 7.3 and they're looking to do some upgrades to it. And gosh, you've been uh, kind of leading the way in that that field for a really long time. So I couldn't think of anybody better to ask uh, 7.3 questions to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love, love to be back on the podcast and share everybody uh, what's going on with the truck and uh, give a few pointers with the seven three crowd out there oh, yeah. on how to make some power. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of them, and they're really passionate about seven threes. And it's one of the things I love about them is, um, and they love those trucks, and they and they're going to keep them forever. So it's really cool, you know, to be able to do an episode about them. But we have a lot of new listeners, a lot of people that are new to diesel, and they might not know all that you've done with seven threes and, and racing. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your company, you know, your history with the seven three platform. So I started messing with seven threes back in 2007, um, went to diesel power challenge in 2010, uh, which is, you know, diesel power magazine, um, met a lot of people in the industry. Uh, when I went to diesel power challenge, it was a great experience. Um, started tuning my, tuning my truck, um, about the same time and, um, you know, just messing, messing around with the truck racing. Did, did a lot of sled pulling, a lot of drag racing, uh, you know, 12, 12, 13 years ago. Um, fast forward to, I'd say, 2017. Um, that's when Jelly Built started. I mainly do custom tuning, and uh, I also sell performance parts for the 7.3s. Um, so I've been around the engine for a long time. And um, so, yeah. 
I remember that Diesel Power Challenge in 2010 is I'd always get the magazines and I always want to see what was going on. And I remember that year specifically because it was filled with Cummins and Duramaxes. And I saw this guy with a 7.3 out there and it, it grabbed my attention, <laughs> you know? And I remember thinking, because at that time, I think a lot of the perception out there was if you want to go fast, you need to have a Cummins or a Duramax and you were competing with a 7.3 and then you've taken it to this whole other level now. Um, yeah. But you mentioned the tuning part, and I just thought of a question when you mentioned that, is when you first started and mm -hmm. as you've grown with that, what was the learning curve like, to, you know, tuning one? Was it something you had a little bit of background with, or, or how did you go from, say, not tuning them to you're tuning your own truck and then expanding it into what it is today? Just uh, working with some other guys in the industry, um, you know, they they helped me get a, get a little jump start on the tuning, uh, and then just me learning learning on my own stuff you know i had my tow rig back then was a was a 7.3 dually uh you know just hook up the emulator to it and just uh you know tune in real time so <laughs> same thing with the race truck it was a streetable truck back then so i learned a lot uh just going to the track doing data logs learning from that it was um i mean that's that's really the way i learned just self-taught and just reading, just reading a lot, you know, from different platforms. And I mean, it all, all pretty much the same. So now with the, uh, the race truck now, what's another question that, that people ask is ask Brian, how much power it's making or how fast is it going to go? Cause they, they, you know, they want to <laughs> see, <laughs> see those things. So yeah. tell us a little bit about where it's at now. So, uh, last month, uh, we went a five thirty eight at 128 miles an hour. And it's uh, making roughly 1,400 horsepower at the flywheel based on track times using the Wallace eighth mile calculator, which is pretty accurate. So um, it's got more in it. Uh, unfortunately, um, last month as well, we went to Rockingham and we lost oil pressure in the engine. So it spun two main, main bearings. So I have the engine torn down right now and um, we're gonna rebuild it, so. We got some uh, other guys involved. We're gonna we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it better. So that's a lot of power, and that's really moving. And it's so it's so impressive to me to, I guess, because I've been just a diesel enthusiast for so long. Just you know, you'd hear way back when, well, they can't make six hundred horse. They can't make eight hundred, or you know, nine hundred to a thousand was like this ceiling almost. And then now we're talking fourteen hundred at the flywheel and the times you're running, that's a lot of progress. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've found the limits of the pretty much uh, stock block with a girdle, um, you know, billet rods and a girdle getting a lot of main cap walk. So it's going to be time for a bed plate on this next engine and probably a filled block. And um, this engine is capable of making 17, 1800 horsepower. It really is. You just have to spray a lot of nitrous to it a lot so it's a uh, big boy nitrous is what some people would say <laughs> <laughs> what would you say would be some advancements that have really helped that platform be able to really make this kind of power or just be able to you know keep the engine together so for somebody who maybe they got a stock 7.3 and they bought it as you know something that they want to have some fun with what are some things they should look at as they approach these you know the four digit power number that uh, maybe didn't exist five or 10 years ago to be able to do it. Um, so 
for the guy that's wanting to get some more power, um, you know, definitely, um, you know, you want to do some injectors, turbo, um, maybe an oil pump. Uh, it just really depends what they're using the truck for. You know, if you want to do, um, you're trying to do a lot of towing with it. It, and also if you're towing an elevation, it has a lot in what you plan to do with the truck. So, um, so it just, just depends what they want to do. Say for that guy looking to make a thousand, 1100, 1200, what, what should they do at that point? Like, I'm sure you're going to be getting maybe into the heads oh. a little bit, the, you know, building the engine, you know, some things like that. What, uh, what should someone that's looking for that sort of build? Um, you know, definitely make sure they got on their build list. So definitely billet rods, uh, stud main girdle. Um, you're going to have to do some head work, definitely valves, some, some uh, pretty beefy valve springs, push rods, a cam. Um, and these engines, they don't make a thousand horsepower on fuel. So you're going to be making about 800, seven, 800 horsepower on, uh, on fuel and then you're going to have to spray nitrous to it so and anytime you're spraying nitrous you need to have a wastegate in there uh, so you don't ever spend that turbo because uh, bad things will happen <laughs> <laughs> well and uh, and also some uh, jelly built tuning with it which yeah i love chatting about tuning. i i mean i'm i don't know how to tune or anything like that i just enjoy the difference between a stock truck and a tune truck and as you do upgrades how the tuning kind of brings it together so i'm sure there's guys out there that are in that seven eight hundred horse on fuel range and they're going to spray it and they contact you what's it like to be to to tune those kind of higher power trucks like what's the the process if somebody calls or emails you and says hey brian i've got 750 i'm gonna spray this thing to 1100 i want you to tune my truck what are some questions you ask them or how do you go about that process if they're not local to you yeah, I mean, I'm going to ask, like, how much nitrous you're spraying and, uh, you know, what, like, what ultimate also, like, what kind of track times, what you're looking to do, um, you know, and I'll, I'll take into consider basically everything that they say and I'll, I'll adjust the tuning accordingly. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's probably, you know, it's pretty rare to get people that want to make that kind of power, but because most people want to make, you know, 450, 500 horsepower, but occasionally we do get, you know, the guy that wants to make eight to a thousand horsepower. So, but, um, you know, you want to have the fuel pulse with right, the ICP, you know, your duty cycle on the IPR and all that stuff has to be, um, you know, set properly and then them running the truck and then, doing some data logging because we need to see what it's doing, see what kind of adjustments we have uh, that we need to do. So at four to four fifty seems to be a real sweet spot. I think that's probably where, uh, you know, a lot, 98%, 99% of people want to be in. And that's the one thing, one of the things I've, I've gotten when I chat with seven, three owners is they don't care about six, 700 horsepower tow rig daily driver. They want this thing to go. 700,000 miles, million miles, 800,000 miles. You know, they love the truck. They love the platform, but they're just looking for a little bit more for that trailer going up into the mountains or, you know, hot shotting or something like that. And they'll ask a lot, what's kind of a, a power recipe or what upgrades should I do to be able to, you know, 
get that 400 horse, 450 horse at the tire. What, uh, what suggestions or, or what combinations have you found work really well for, you know, a 99 and a half to 03 or early 99 to 03 to be able to make that kind of power? So for a late 99 or even early 99 to 03, um, you know, you want to, you want to do like some stage 1.5 injectors, which is like a 180 CC or some of the builders are like 175 CC and the nozzle size would be a 30%. So that's going to be your injector that'll support like 450 horsepower. Um, KC turbo has some great options now for drop-ins and they have three turbos now, uh, the 300 X series, um, for a 450 horsepower. And I would recommend the stage two, uh, KC drop-in, which is a 63 millimeter with a 73 turbo wheel. Um, they spool really, really well, um, for, for a drop-in, you can't beat it. Um, it's really the way to go for, for, for for a turbo for that kind of power. Um, you could do an upgraded H-pop. It's likely gonna fall off on the ICP on a hot tune uh, with those injectors in a factory 17 degree pump. So if you're trying to get the most out of it, yeah, I would do like a CNC fab stage two H-pop high pressure oil pump or do a, an adrenaline H-pop. Um, and then as far as the fuel system, Riff Raff sells like a fuel crossover um, which, um, which is nice, supplied plenty of fuel. Uh, it still uses the factory fuel bowl for the guys that, um, that want to delete the fuel bowl because they're prone to leaks and, and it just kind of clutters the engine to get that factory fuel bowl out. You could do like an irate fuel system. Um, it's a really nice kit. Um, and then, of course, you know, a hydro chip with R2s would work really well to make that kind of power. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and definitely, you definitely need a built trans too, uh, like a twisted diesel built 4R. That's what I run in my, in my race truck, actually. Uh, I mean, it's a competition unit, but they do entry level, you know, stage one, stage two builds on the 4R. Um, and then also, like, Sam Wise is very well known. It's a, the transmission world for the four uh, BTS. You can't go wrong with any of those companies for a transmission. With the uh, now with the transmission itself, you know, as far as a four to four hundred fifty horsepower setup, what kind of upgrades are, are you looking at? I'm sure you know they're going to have um, hydraulic upgrades, better clutches. Um, but are we going to get into like a billet flex plate, billet input shaft, maybe other billet shafts or components to it? Yeah. Um, this would be more like twisted diesels stage. I guess they go by levels, level three trans. Uh, so I would recommend for 450 horsepower would be a billet input input with the 300 uh, material, um, a four a four drum made out of 300 M, um, and maybe a overdrive planetary. They probably don't need it for that kind of power, but definitely a four drum and input shaft would be, definitely be wise to do in a, in a truck that's making 450 horsepower. Do you need um, to, now when, with the, the transmission, you know, itself and, and, you know, I think of the suspension and, and, and all that, is it pretty much good at like that four to 450 after you've done, you know, the power upgrades and the transmission, or should they also look into, you know, like traction bars or anything like that? Or is it, you know, is it really just the power of the transmission, the tuning, and you're good to go at four, 450? 
Uh, I mean, the axles are pretty stout in the trucks. Um, you know, some of the some of the early seven three uh, Super Duties had a Dana fifty in the front. So it just depends if you're doing sled pulling or, or you know doing some drag racing. You may you may want to swap out to like the O two up O um, two to O four actually uh, Dana sixty, a little bit stronger front end. And the rear ends are stout, um, but traction bars would be very very wise to do because you know axle wrap and all that they do tend to do it you know for 450 horsepower you'll get some axle wrap so but, do, you, do you need head studs or anything like that at that kind of power level uh head studs really 500 i usually tell everybody 500 horsepower you need to do head studs um valve springs push rods um if you're under 500 horsepower you it's not it's not needed so 450 horsepower is just a it's a great power on a 7.3 and you don't have to get way overboard with parts and um and really i mean you could you could just do the injectors of the turbo and get by on these trucks the 99s to to 02 03 73 i mean you can get by with just doing those two mods but it is nice to have all the other components to make it to make it right yeah. so yeah i think about sort of long term and you know if if it is the original transmission in the truck and it's been there for 20 years and then you know you bump up the power yes. to 4, 450 it's like well am i gonna have an issue be it stranded somewhere and and i know that's yeah it's definitely it's definitely it's a good idea to to build it especially if you're using it for towing and long distance traveling yeah i mean you need a good trans and a good transmission cooler too because of the factory coolers are so small um so they they will overheat pretty easily now with with the seven threes like when i think of um when whenever you know we got suggestions to have you on people always want you to talk about seven threes and i was really curious where did your passion for that platform you know come from was it they first came out you really loved them or what was what was the the draw to the seven three power stroke just well this is like ford country out here so <laughs> <laughs> there was a ford plant they actually shut it down um right after I bought my truck, but you know, it's Ford country out here in North Carolina, you know, I'm out right pretty close to Virginia beach and Norfolk, um, in Virginia. So it's definitely Ford country out here. And then just back in like 2007, just driving to driving to the college. And I saw this, this burgundy regular cab on the side of the road. And I was like, man, that's me right there. It was only, you figure it was only like six or seven years old then. Um, actually it was in 2004, so not 2007. So it was only four years old. Um, so, um, yeah, I just saw it on the side of the road and I bought it and, uh, just started reading on forums, like the diesel stop and the diesel garage. That was before Facebook time and <laughs> <laughs> just started reading you know, David Lott with uh, the Snow White 7.3. I don't know if you ever remember that truck. It was yeah. like a two-wheel drive. He was the fastest power stroke at one point, just just like awing all over that truck. Just a, just an awesome truck, you know, back in the day. And, um, you know, Mike Dillahay had another burgundy truck that was making six, 700 horsepower. It was just really cool to see those. And definitely um, wanted to build my after you know reading on those and watching videos and stuff like that 
I saw Mike's in person probably back in 2007. And I remember um, just seeing it roll into the dyno and then listening to it. I'm like, what is that? I've never seen a 7.3. Yeah. Like, that kind of power. Like, what's done to that? Yeah. Thing? It was really cool. I remember that too. Cause yeah, you just, you never really heard, you know, really turned up 7.3s back then. And they just sounded so cool. And it just got my attention. And no, nobody had like fast trucks around here. I mean, I was like the first seven three with injectors around this area, and um, you know, and all my buddies had brand new six O's back then. I was like, "Yeah, I'm coming for you, bud." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to run them? <laughs> so that's been a it's a really cool evolution and something that's been awesome to watch over the years. And what I really love about diesel trucks any of the big three is they don't feel like they're capped at a certain power level like when i think of the gas world it's like if they change something the programming or they add something and it picks up 20 30 horse you know people want to rush out and buy that new model able to take a, a 7.3 and get it to 1400 horsepower um or we you know we see it with other trucks like the six liter and and things like that is you can have these older platforms but they're simpler there's, you know, things they don't have on them that the new ones do, but you can make as much or even more power. And I think that's really cool because it doesn't feel like it has a, like a life cycle. It, it feels like it can always be there. It's always something you could make into, the, you know, your dream truck or something you can just have, you know, be the ultimate, you know, kind of daily driver, tow rig, get good fuel economy, have the simplicity of those older platforms there. And that's what I love about diesel. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely really cool. Um, you know, the seven threes have come a long ways since way back then. And we're, we're still, we're still pushing. There's, there's a couple guys out there that are still pushing seven three and, um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep on pushing. Hopefully, hopefully have a seven three full drive in the fours next year. That's what I'm hoping for in the eighth mile. So, and I don't think we're too far off there. Are there, uh, you had mentioned earlier that you think that the engine can do 17 to 1800. What do you think is standing in the way right now or still needs to be solved to be able to get it to that level? Well, for my engine, I definitely need a bed plate and a good set of pistons. Um, I was still running factory style cast pistons in my engine, but just, um, you know, um, you know, the late Brian Gray. I mean, he was running four seventies in eighth mile, 152 miles an hour, something like that. I mean, he's make he was making 1700 horsepower, 1800 horsepower. Uh, there's been a couple other Huey guys um, that have been making that kind of power too. So I just I have the right chassis. Uh, I'm very light. I'm about to take more weight out of the truck. Um, so uh, I'm going to be able to push it. Uh, low fives pretty easily maybe you know goal in the fours but um it takes a lot of nitrous it really does and um you know like nitric Express has come a long ways over the last couple of years just big solenoids uh you know running two 15 pound bottles i mean that's what it's going to take just a lot of nitrous and i wanted to i really wanted to lean on my but I just had some bad luck in the fall. So just had some bad luck. And this was a fairly fresh engine. I had put it in during the summertime. 
So I didn't get much run time, about 25 passes on it. It's very unfortunate. But um, it's just how it goes, playing with horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, just how it goes. Had a bad, had a bad oil leak and spun some bearings. So, but we're gonna we're gonna do good next year. I'm looking forward to it. I got a lot of a lot of great companies on board to, to help me, um, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna do good. So I wanted to ask you about that part because I know to make a lot of power and to just you know be out there racing it takes a lot of a lot of support what are some places that you know really help you whether it's with information or knowledge or you know they're they're helping to get stuff out to you quick if you need it or you say hey i got an idea for something can you guys build this or make this or do this or you know who who helps you go this fast yeah so scott morris he uh he built the engine that's in the truck now uh for me he's been around seven threes a long time. We collaborate a lot. Um, you know, Charlie Fish over at Casey Turbo. Uh, he's we've been sharing info, a lot of information um, over the years. You know, he's got his six O drag truck that's pretty 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 similar chassis to mine. So um, we we share a lot of information together. He supplies us with a turbocharger that's on the truck currently, and it's a bulletproof turbo. It's 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 really, it's really good. It's an S480 T6 that he specced out one of his custom wheels in it. So it's a really nice turbo. Um, Jared over at Kill Devil Diesel, he's actually um, about 15 minutes from here. So, um, you know, he's been helping me a lot. He's the run. I run like a Peterson R4 pump, oil pump on this engine. You know, he supplied me the oil pump, all the, all the help to get it on. Um, just a great guy, great, his shop, all the people that work there are great. Um, so, but there's a lot of people that's helped me with the truck, like Nate over at Unlimited Diesel. He's, it's his, I have his injectors in truck, 455, 400s. And, you know, I can call him up. We can talk, you know, collaborate, try to get some ideas going. Um, um, just, you know, a lot of, a lot of great companies, you know, I rate, uh, Corey Hurd over at CNC Fab, um, you know, Paul Cohen, he built the chassis, uh, the 25.6 SFI rated cage, you know, it's super safe truck. Um, probably leaving out some people. Yeah. Twisted diesel, like Rave and Daryl over there at Twisted. Just, I mean, I had a, had a, a transmission issue. Uh, it was actually a converter problem. It wasn't even the trans, but you know, he went through the trans in a weekend for me. I dropped it off on like a Friday and it was ready on like a Tuesday, like super fast turnaround on the trans. And uh, they've been helping me on that for shoot since like 2008. And I was actually one of their first four builds that they ever did at the shop. Wow. Pretty cool. <laughs> but, but yeah, just a lot of, lot of people um, that's involved, been involved, a lot of companies Definitely couldn't do it by myself, that's for sure. My friend, crew chief, Zach Harwood, you know, he comes to track with me every time. Like, I can't I can't go to track by myself with this. There's no way. Like, I, it's, it takes it takes two or three people to go to the track. So, you know, Zach's a great friend. Definitely, um, definitely been very helpful. You know, my wife, you know, she supports me and my hobby and <laughs> – 
um, you know, good support there. With, um, you know, with the racing side, I, I always get really fascinated. I mean, it's cool, you know, just by itself, but it's really the teamwork and kind of the team building and the sacrifice that goes into it that I've really, really love to chat about because it translates over into so many other things. Like I'm sure, um, you know, in 2017, you know, you had a name out there. People knew who you were. They'd seen the truck, but then you start a company and you need a team for that. Or, um, people who are listening might not even be in diesel. Maybe they, you know, they work in some other industry. They understand that, that, that team building aspect to it. So it always really draws me in to hear how, you know, we see you and your truck and think, wow, it's going fast. It's making all this power, but we don't see and know all the things behind it. The late nights, the, you know, things you might miss, might not be able to do the people that are coming to help you. And I think that's a really key component to the performance side, the business side, everything that goes into, you know, just pursuing a passion and a hobby. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, it's not easy. Um, but it's, it's definitely worth it. I know there's some ups and downs with the, you know, with the race truck, of course, but all the ups definitely make up for it. Um, you know, I've been doing this for, I've been racing this, this same truck for, I guess you can say 14, 15 years. And I'm still, still in it hardcore. Like just want to keep pushing. So (laughs) do you think you'll always just race a seven, three, or have you thought about maybe trying something else? Maybe not a Cummins or Duramax, but maybe like a six O or something different. Or maybe it comes in a different I thought about I it. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it. I know for one thing, I couldn't I couldn't re power plant my truck. Ron Ron Burgundy. I couldn't I couldn't re power plant that just because it's been a seven three. I'm you know, that truck made me who I am. You know, it helped my business grow to where it is. And there's no way I could change the engine platform on in that truck. But I have thought about maybe buying like a like a roller. I would love to do like a Fox body uh, Mustang with like a, like a six O or, or maybe a Cummins or something like that, you know, just buy, buy a roller that that's uh with a good, with a good cage in it and go have some fun, maybe do some drag and drive events. Cause that looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I remember, gosh, I don't, I don't know how long ago it was that maybe three or four years ago. Um, I chatted with Ryan Milliken and it was when he was transitioning from racing his truck to, you know, doing, uh, the Nova and to see, to see how drag racing's evolved, you know, as well into these lighter vehicles and these different things that are going on. It's really interesting, gosh, to see how far they've come and, and the different, uh, I mean, just how fast they go and the safety part too, how much that's advanced over the years to be able to protect yeah. the driver and the people that are there at the event. It's a really exciting, yeah. a really exciting time. Yeah. It's, it's amazing what, you know, how far diesels have come, you know, now we have two diesels in the threes um, and, you know, Milliken just yesterday uh, he went, or maybe it was the day before yesterday went like a four one, you know, at the X275 top, top ET, top mile per hour down there in Florida. Like, you know, that's impressive. You know, he's got some gassers that are sweating. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's awesome. It's awesome to see him pushing that, that platform, you know, making 3000 plus horsepower track. That's, that's unbelievable. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely something, you know, cool to watch. I know whenever I get messages, it could be about any platform, but we're chatting about seven threes, is it's somebody that has never owned a diesel before, but they're drawn to a platform for a specific reason. Um, like we've had uh, the guys from CP Addict on, and they talk about why they love the OBS trucks. It reminds them of, you know, being a kid or family and different things. And um, I mean, my first experience with a diesel was a seven three. My dad had one, and it, it was so cool. Um, but somebody's looking to buy one, or they just got it. They think I just want to. Maybe one day I'll look at four to four hundred fifty horsepower, or maybe one day I'll do that thousand to fourteen hundred horse build. But for right now, I just want it to be as reliable as possible. What are like three things that every 7.3 owner should pay attention to or look into just to keep that reliability there, whether it's with the fuel system, the turbo, um, some of the electronics? What are three things you, you tell them to look out for? So three things to really look out for. I mean, they're, they're really, for a stock 7.3, they're, they're very reliable engines. Definitely a transmission cooler would be pretty wise, you know, um, if it's an automatic definitely a transmission cooler but um you know just they leak oil a lot you know seven trees are known for leaking oil just just make sure that you know all your oil leaks are fixed um you know your fuel leaks stuff like that but um personally i don't like the factory fuel bowl i'd get that i'd get that out you know if you're trying to make it more reliable get the factory fuel bowl out of there and do like a you know like an irate fuel system um but, you know, putting a hydro chip in it will definitely wake it up a little bit, you know, for the guys that are just wanting to make a little bit more power because yeah, everybody knows 7.3 doesn't make any power stock. So, <laughs> uh, you know, like intake, exhaust, you, you know, you can't go wrong with those items, those products. Um, you know, maybe, maybe carry a, you know, a cam positioning, cam position sensor in your glove box because every once in a while they they'll let you let you down on the side of the road um but i mean they're just great trucks i mean they're great trucks very reliable um you really don't have to upgrade really any other parts until you start making power so with the uh you mentioned the transmission cooler what which one do you like as far as a replacement for the stock one uh mishimoto sells a pretty nice um transmission cooler you can do like a 6.0 intercooler out of a you know your 04 to 07 truck they had a really big uh transmission cooler can't go wrong with those um but yeah those those two options are good they're pretty good i wanted to ask you about your tuning um a little bit more is you know if somebody has a stock 7.3 and they they call you or email in and they want to tune it what sort of power levels you know standard come with it what are the different options that they can get so we carry 10 tunes um and we have like um you know your high idle your quiet mode which is good for uh toning down the engine a little bit because they're loud um you know go through the drive through you can put it in the quiet mode uh, we have a modified stock which is basically a stock tune um with some transmission tuning and then we have like strenuous toe which is your your 40 horsepower toe uh, we have toe performance which is like a 65 horsepower uh, toe tune 
Then we have eco mileage, this is the economy, daily driver, which is like an 80, 80 horsepower, uh, good daily tune. Then we have the hot street, extreme street, and drag ripper, those three tunes. And they, the drag ripper is like the 147. So that's the one that you'll, you know, you get up beside somebody, you want to turn at the drag ripper, <laughs> show them what's up. <laughs> so, but. You know, those horsepower numbers, when you start putting injectors and turbos in there, those horsepower numbers don't really mean anything, but um, just, um, but yeah, those tunes, you, I mean, they're, they're, they're really good. They're really good tunes. Cool thing about, you know, what I do with the Hydra is, you know, I'll load the tunes, I'll program the chip um, with my tunes and then. You know, say if they need like a revision or a change in the tuning, like say if it's the shift points off just a little bit, um, you know, we can go in, make a change, read. We can actually email the tunes to the customer and they can program it using the Hydro Flash program. So that's really nice. But yeah, a lot of, lot of great uh, reviews online with our tuning. So we, we do a really good job with it. And, uh, a lot of happy customers. Does the transmission tuning as you go through the power levels stay there as you start to add power? And if so, what does it change versus, versus stock at the shift points? Um, can you control the converter lockup with it? Or I'm not really familiar with how to tune a 4 or 100 or, or what changes with them. So I was yeah. about that. So 4R has got four gears. That's why it's 4R. But um, so with a 4R, in the factory, factory calibration, it lo hits lockup and fourth gear at the same time. So it runs to the gear. It, it, anyways, the, it runs to the gears really fast too, uh, the factory calibration. So it just really lugs the engine down. You, you're not able to make, you know, decent boost. So what I do is I extend the shift points out a good bit. And I also move lockup from um, fourth gear. I move it into third gear. So... I've actually moved lockup halfway into third and fourth gear. So it it feels like an extra gear, but it's lockup. So and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get under the turbo as bad. Um, and it just because if you just if you delay that to lock up to fourth gear, it's just so much, it just drags the motor down so much. So yeah, we move that lock up a little bit sooner. But and of course, you know, at wide open throttle, we command lock up. Uh, we normally command lock up in second gear. So depending on the customer, some people want it, you know, third gear or even some guys want it in like fourth gear. But, you know, we'll tailor it to the customer, whatever they want. So that's really cool, especially I imagine when they add injectors and turbo and, and you're changing the power level, how much freedom you have with the transmission because they, I mean, they work in unison. So you can definitely you know, either enhance, you know, what, uh, what upgrades yeah. are done on the truck or, uh, just give them that drivability or this, that response that people want. Yeah. And we can also adjust shift pressures too. like, say if it's feeling sloppy, uh, we can go in and firm the shifts up. Um, uh, we can also, you know, tone it down. some if it shifts really hard, cause some of these transmission builders out there, they'll set the, set up the accumulator body, very, very aggressive. And it's, you know, you know, knocking your teeth out when it's shifting. <laughs> so we can go in the tuning and we can lower it down. Normally we can fix it with the tuning uh, if it's set up very aggressive. So, but 
lot of people don't know this either. You know, the more power you make, the, the firmer and the firmer the shifts have to be, you know, wide open throttle, like the more aggressive you have to set up in the bow body. Um, so, because power will soak up those shifts. So you really have to, you know, boost up the pressures and stuff like that. Is that, uh, you know, as far as driving it every day and, no, and say, you know, the person's never had a, a built transmission or done transmission tuning, what, what should they expect from shift firmness? Um, going from stock to you know, changing the pressures and the different shift points. Is it just a, is it a really firm shift? Is it something that um, it's just a little firmer than stock or what should somebody expect from that? So our, our tuning is, we just, we just bump it up just a little bit because most people, they don't want a really firm shift. They'll, they'll usually say, yeah, it's too firm. So I personally, I like a firmer shift, like a nice firm shift, but, most people, they, they don't prefer that. So I don't, I don't bump it up too much. Um, but again, I'll, I'll tailor to whoever, if they want a firm shift, I'll give them a firm shift. Um, I don't like shifts that are banging gears really hard, you know, chirping tires. That's, that's just going to break parts. Yeah. Very cool. I'm sure there's a ton of questions I didn't ask you, Brian, that somebody with a seven, three probably has, or maybe they're ready to do, no tuning or do some upgrades how can they get in contact with you or somebody at the shop to either ask the questions or maybe they're just you know listen and they're like i'm ready to order i, I want to you know get some more power yeah. for my 73 <laughs> yeah well we have different power packages too like it's pretty much um uh, like the one that i gave out on the podcast that's our our uh, 425 package it's like our stage two package so it comes with injectors turbo then you can add on all the goodies that I had mentioned too. Um, but yeah, if you want, if anybody's listening, they want to contact our company. It's uh, our phone number is 833-JELLYBUILT. And that's 833-535-4284. And then also uh, jellybuilt.com. So J-E-L-I-B-U-I-L-T.com. Cool. I like power packages because it makes it really simple and easy to just this is what I want. Send me everything I need and I'll be on my way. So it takes a guesswork out of it. Yeah. 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 We have, uh, depending on the year, we have three or four different packages. So, you know, you got the 375 package, which is like stage one injector, stage one turbo. And then you got stage two that we had talked about. Then we have a stage three package, which that one makes close to 500 horsepower. Um, with, with a 205 CC hybrid injector, uh, the same turbo from the 425 package, and um, that's a fun that's a fun package. So, and you're at that limit too, where or that power level that you don't have to go crazy with all, all the engine supporting mods and stuff like that. So it's a it's a very between the 425 and the the 475 package. Um, you know, those are our best sellers. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you chatting with me today. Uh... Today, Brian, I always, you know, I hear things that you're doing out there and, and people, a lot of people watch you. They're 7.3 enthusiasts and they love what uh, you're doing with the platform and the way that you push it. And I appreciate you answering a lot of my questions that uh, that I get from listeners all the time. So I'm sure that uh, people listening will definitely find you know, a lot of really good information that's out there. And keep me updated next year, you know, when you're going to go race and yeah. the times and everything. I like to follow like to follow our you know guests that have been on and these things that are going on in diesel so definitely keep me updated on it 
Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, Patrick, and we'll do it again hopefully soon. And um, appreciate all the listeners out there. And so, don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw Knives on Instagram, Facebook. You can follow the link down below. Use code Diesel twenty for twenty percent off site wide. It's a great way to save some money on a really cool knife. If you're a knife enthusiast, they got a lot of different choices for opening mechanisms, different types of blade material. Um, handle materials it's a really cool website that they have to be able to filter through and find what you're looking for or if you just need something to work hard you know throw in a toolbox or in the glove compartment you know in your truck or something around the house they've got something for everybody i want to give a special shout out to some of our patreon supporters tyler lowen of 23 diesel um, caleb john we appreciate all of our patreon supporters all of you who watch on youtube subscribe on podcast apps or if you're on our discord um, discord is a great way to be able to connect with us and other diesel podcast fans to be able to chat about builds and turbos injectors transmissions tons of things that you guys are working on and get some feedback and just be able to chat with uh, other diesel enthusiasts who listen to the podcast until next time keep the shiny side up